For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, NFL Draft fans, welcome back to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast, and we're going to be staying draft heavy today. Um, If you have not already listened, we're going to be breaking down the number two tier of cornerbacks in the NFL draft. And we got a lot of guys to get through today. Um, if you missed my top tier of Byron Murphy, Greedy Williams, and Rocky Sin, go back. I'll go ahead and leave the... I'll leave the link in the description of this podcast. Uh, so if you haven't listened to that one, go ahead and pause this. Go listen to the other one and then come back because we're going to pick up where we left off over there. So in the previous podcast, we broke down those three guys. But today we're going to be covering... Five other corners that are not in my top tier. So I do tiered rankings, which basically means, you know, those top three guys, I think all are very, very similar to each other in value as far as the NFL draft goes. I have all first round grades. Uh, the the way I have them ranked is Byron Murphy, then Greedy Williams, then Rocky Sin. But the way I think they'll go draft day, Greedy will probably go first, then Byron Murphy, then Rocky Sin. Now, today what we're going to do is we have three separate tiers for five guys. The first two we're going to spend a lot of time on, and then the last three we're going to go relatively quickly. So Trayvon Mullen and DeAndre Baker, I have kind of in that second tier. Uh, and we'll, we'll break down each one of them individually. We'll go over coaching notes, player comparisons, draft position. We'll run the top two guys through my 10-point criteria for the position and talk about that. And then the last three guys, we're going to go really quick, just kind of fly through them real quick. We're not going to go through each category. Uh, just give you a little bit of a snapshot and kind of what to expect of them. They're all going to be day two or day three guys. Um, possibly, you know, all could go in the third round, but I think a couple are going to fall just because they're so scheme specific. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump in. Uh, my number four cornerback in my second tier is, uh, he's the number one tier. Sorry, let me say that again. He's my number four overall cornerback, but I have him as the best in the second tier. And that's Trayvon Mullen out of Clemson. Six foot one, 199 pounds. He came out and had a great combine. He ran a 4.46 at that size is wonderful for a corner. Uh, he's one of your bigger guys. And the way he plays, you know, whenever I break down a player, once I'm finished, I always put just like a real quick kind of couple words or phrases that highlight who this kid is. And I'll do that with each one of these. 
corners that we talked about today. Trayvon Mullen, long, fast, and physical. He is your prototypical in-your-face corner that wants to hit. He has the long body and is very fast, and his attitude, good lord, um, he plays with more confidence than any corner in this class, and it's not close. You want that kind of Jalen Ramsey attitude where he just doesn't shut up and it's a psychological game start to finish. I mean, you just watch the game film, and you don't even have to have the volume. You don't have to know anything. It's very evident. Play one, this guy is playing first play of the game to the end of the game, and he is not going to shut up. He is in the receiver's face nonstop. You'll see him, John, with offensive tackles, linemen, anybody that's around him that has a different <laughs> jersey on. He is a bulldog. That's just kind of who this kid is. So let's go through some stats, and then we'll jump into some of the coaching notes. So he was targeted 95 times and caught 51 passes over the course of three years starting at Clemson. And you got to think about all the Clemson teams. He's played against the best for three straight years. You know, they got two national championships. Uh, since he's been starting there at cornerback and he only allowed a 53% catch rate which is very very good seven passes defense and four interceptions this is the big flaw here um, in three years seven passes defensed not good four interceptions that's whatever it's not great but seven passes defense is a huge red flag but a 55 and a half percent passer rating against him over those three years that's elite so uh, there's some red flags already in this kid's evaluation this is why i don't have him um, up at the top with all these other players now if you look at trayvon mullen's highlights everybody's going to say why is this kid not going in the first round once you get into the game film and you see a little bit more consistent pattern or i guess inconsistent pattern it makes a little bit more sense now tackling wise he's as elite as they get 73 tackles and only four missed tackles in three years that's bananas for a person that's out on the corner especially if you see he played multiple games against alabama and all these other teams so um respect in the running game for sure now he plays with a lot of confidence he trusts his abilities which is a lot of fun um and he has a very he plays a lot of different coverages he lines up in the slot sometimes as well um he's going to be an outside corner in the nfl that's just what his role is because the value is so much higher but scheme versatility is going to be big for this guy um, my favorite thing about him is his trail coverage because his confidence matches his body type and what I mean by trail if I haven't explained it already you're going to allow the wide receiver to get behind you okay which is contrary to almost everything uh, corners are taught from a very very young age but you're going to let him get past you and what you're going to do is you're just going to play follow the leader and you're going to stay within an arm reach of the player's hip or in phase, and you're going to make a play when the wide receiver turns around. Because you have the length and the height, this allows you to give a little bit more space to the wide receiver, and you're making a more difficult pass for the quarterback because you have to drop it over the top of Trayvon Mullen, who's very, very tall. So that, that's, his, that's what he does is this trail technique. He's absolutely incredible because of speed and his height. Now, um, he might have the highest ceiling of any corner in this draft. And so what I mean by that is he's still not polished. Yes, he started three years in the ACC, but he's got some more technique to learn. But his attitude, speed, and size is just unreal. Uh, you know, the other three top guys that have this, you know, you could talk about Greedy Williams, but Greedy Williams' ceiling is lowered because he doesn't want to hit and he doesn't want to be physical. So from size and speed, he's got that, but the way that he plays is completely contrast to Trayvon Mullen. 
Uh, Trayvon Mullen is a linebacker in a cornerback's body, and that shows on film. So I, I love that. Uh, feet get out of his frame at times, which is you know a big deal for me because he guesses. I wish he would stop doing that. But the perfect mentality of a uh, defensive back. My player comparison for him is Quentin Jammer Deja Vu. You know, I'm a Longhorn guy, and I grew up watching Quentin Jammer, and I loved that kid and just the way he played. He was just two decades before the NFL adjusted to that type of corner. And Quentin Jammer, he was one of the people that brought about this super big, tall corner. Um, I think that he will go early in the second round. And again, let's run through our criteria. It's 10 parts, so starting with the most important. So the one that I say first is most important all the way down to the last one. So, And this is on a scale out of 1 to 10. No separation, the most important. He's a 6. He does give up a lot of separation. Fluid hips, 6 again. Pretty common with your bigger um cornerbacks but he needs to work on that feet stay in his frame six and you're kind of seeing a theme here ball skills i'm going to put him at a four because again man you've got to have more than seven passes defensed in three years starting that's basically twice a year but i will say this he wasn't targeted very much you know on average he got about 30 targets a year which is incredible teams just stayed away from him now closing speeds in nine he gets up on his horse and his uh, closing speed matches his 40 time which is wonderful supporting the run games nine top end speed nine especially for that big body anticipation six could work on it but the two things and these are unfortunately are my two lowest uh, of importance criteria scheme versatility he could play for every single team in every single scheme uh, tampa two cover three man press man doesn't matter uh, shuffle technique boundary corner um, mirror and match he can do it all uh, because of side speed and athleticism and then confidence is a perfect 10 so he is the best of those two things um, and again he even played in the slot some so uh, this guy is for real that's Trayvon Mullins so let's move on we're going to do one more crazy in-depth breakdown on DeAndre Baker of Georgia now and then we're going to kind of do a little bit more rapid fire through some later guys that are going to, that are going to be going later in the draft so DeAndre Baker Georgia five foot 11 193 pounds and ran a four five two which you know Baker seems to be on the outside looking in of these top tier guys I know early on in the process before the combine a lot of people had Baker as their number one or number two corner but as time goes on and you saw his kind of athletic stuff be ruled and all these different things it's he's kind of fading he was the pre <laughs> pre-combine pretty boy and it's just it just seems like everybody's passing him so he is a power and athleticism guy those are the two main highlights of what he is now the catch rate is unreal 43.9 percent catch rate 23 passes defense seven interceptions and a touchdown and that's over three years so that's great a lot of 47.9 pass percentage against him he was targeted 132 times and allowed 58 catches so that lets you kind of know where he is he, he targeted much much more than when you look at you know Trayvon Mullins. Uh, people were not scared of DeAndre Baker. It's just not what they were. Now, uh, 10 missed tackles in three years on 93 tackles. So he, he's involved in the run game, you know, much more so than somebody like Greedy Williams, but not near as much as somebody like Trayvon Mullins. Uh, the missed tackles, 10 missed tackles on three years isn't awful, but it's not going to help you out at all. Now, he does do some boundary shuffle, 
but doesn't look good in it. Um, this was a. It seems like this would be ideal for his body type and mentality, but uh, it just didn't match his body type. Now, if you look at him just sitting out there on the field, he looks like a running back or a linebacker playing corner. Like, he is jacked up. This guy, uh, you know, if you look at most of the guys that come out of Georgia, they are usually pretty bulky and pretty big dudes. He looks like Roquan Smith. I, I'm pretty sure if you put them next to each other, I, I know their weights are a little bit off, but as I was watching the film, I just kept thinking Roquan Smith from last year. Like, that's what he looks like. So, very tight hips, but very athletic and powerful um, instead of quick and smooth. So if you're wanting quick and smooth, you've got that in Byron Murphy. And then you watch DeAndre Baker, two completely different, uh, you know, I want to say, you know, animals just because the way they play. Uh, Byron smooth, DeAndre Baker strong, powerful. And so if you look at somebody like Patrick Peterson, which this guy is not Patrick Peterson at all, but he's closer to that body build where you know he probably played five positions in middle school and high school where he was the running back linebacker kickoff returner he's one of those guys that's just built that way now he's at his best when reading the quarterback in zone coverage his anticipation is pretty legit but not when reading routes you know uh, georgia plays for turnovers pressure and turnovers and so he's gonna have to go to a team that's very very specific in what they let him do um, because th that's just kind of who he is and so if he could read the quarterback and zone coverage, I think he's going to do very, very well. Uh, what I wrote next is interesting as far as coverage goes. Jack of all trades corner, but doesn't do anything really great. A um, lot of scheme versatility. Just wish he had more height or length or speed or ball skills or better run support. Like, that's just who he is. You know, on my scales of 1 through 10, he never got higher than an 8 on anything which isn't necessarily you know, a major criticism. It's just he's not the best at anything. He's just good at a lot of things. So doesn't have negative film. He's not a blanket corner or a huge turnover guy. It's just boring film, uh, <laughs> which is a good thing sometimes. He's not your highlight guy. So if you're wanting those like you know huge sports center top 10 plays, which I don't even know if they do that anymore. I don't even watch ESPN very much anymore. But anyway, that's not who he is. So he is just a boring guy. He's not going to be making, you know, the Pro Bowl and all pro and all that stuff. This is just going to be one of those cornerback number twos that you start, and it's just who he is. He's going to be reliable. He'll be out there all the time, and he's going to do his job. Is he a shutdown corner? Hell no. Is he going to force, you know, pick sixes and all those things? No. Is he going to blow up running backs? No. But he is a quality starter in the NFL that could play for 10-plus years. Um, I have him listed as a poor man's and troll role. Um, and so, again, what I mean by poor man's is not an insult. You just take Antro roll, his ceiling, and you knock it down a handful of pegs. That's DeAndre Baker. This guy is going to be a roll corner, and I guarantee you will start for a very, very long time. Um, one of those super high floor, low ceiling guys, if that makes sense. So um, those are my guys in my top two tier. Now, before I jump on, I want to say I want to try to do something different. You know, I want to open up my email address, and I want to do a mailbag segment on the NFL draft. So if you have any draft questions, team-specific, doesn't have to be about the 49ers. If it is about the 49ers, that's fine. But go ahead and shoot me an email. It's uh, 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. So 49, 49ers rushpodcast at gmail.com go ahead and shoot me an email over there and just say anything draft specific at all if there's some more players you want me to look into um 
or just whatever. It could be about draft trade scenarios, who we should target in this round, what do you think of this, who scheme fits for this team, so on and so forth. I'd love to look into that for you guys. And, you know, one of my favorite things about this podcast is we haven't been going but for much more than two years, and the following has just gotten awesome on Twitter. If you don't follow me on Twitter, head over to at JL underscore Chapman. But um, I want this to be what you guys want. The, this That was the whole idea in starting this. So, again, shoot me an email, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's do three more quick, guys. And we're going to go super fast for these guys. Now, um, I'm not going to give them grades through the 10-point criteria, but I want you to know who they are because I think that these guys are going to be highly coveted. So here we go. The first off, I'm going to mess up this guy's name. I really do apologize. Amani Orawuye out of Penn State. I don't want to say that again because I know somebody's going to cuss me out. Six foot one, two oh five. He comes out and runs a four point four seven, which is just incredible. Again, at that size, this is what Penn State does. You know, it last three years, Penn State their strength and conditioning. You know, under Coach Franklin and what they've done there is just incredible. Everybody that goes through there with that, you know, the Nittany Lion, they're going to be one of the top performers of the Combine. He runs a 4.16 short shuttle, which is interesting because he struggles with change of direction. Now, the 4.16 is decent. It's not great, but I thought it was going to be much worse than that. So that's one of those times where you watch a player's film, and, you know, I have on here that, you know what, he struggles with change of direction. His hips are somewhat tight, so once they go out and put up that time, that's going to be something specific. Now, let's get into some stats. Uh, 140 targets, he allowed 69 receptions, so pretty close to you know 50% catch rate. 20 passes defense and 8 interceptions with 1 touchdown over 3 years. So he's got a little bit more. Uh, you got to love eight interceptions over three years. That's wonderful. Allowed a 69% passer rating against him. 91 tackles, 18 missed tackles. That is a red flag. So 18 missed tackles is way too much for a big corner. That's something you'd expect with like a 5'8", 5'9", guy that's scared to hit. Um, this is a problem. And a lot of this has to do just with his form he does he doesn't like to hit too much and he doesn't bring his arms or his legs with him um kind of lower the shoulder dive at the feet type of a thing uh sometimes he'll body up but not often enough 18 missed tackles way too much now what makes him special is awareness and body control and athletic with good height so you know being 6'1 205 there's going to be a lot of teams that really really like this guy because he offers speed and height which is a rarity but whenever you put on the film, there's definitely some holes missing. The teams that miss out on those top five corners, this is going to be their consolation prize. Because if you run that cover three scheme like the 49ers or Seattle or the Chargers or the Falcons, it's it's growing more and more popular. Um, this is going to be a guy you're going to target. My player comparison for him is Nandi <laughs> Asamoa. But again, here's the thing, whenever I say that, he can thrive or fail based on the system he gets put into. You know, we all want to remember Namdi with what he did with the Raiders, but once he went to the Eagles, it was a different player because he didn't fit that scheme. Then he went to the 49ers after that, he didn't fit that scheme, and he was basically out of the NFL. Like, this is a player that, goodness, I hope he falls to a good defensive coaching staff that will develop him and help him because all the raw materials are there. It's just 
he needs to play in a certain scheme. It's just who he is. So I'm, I'm rooting for the best for this guy, and I really hope he lands in a cover three scheme where he where he's going to be coached up with good pass rush because he's not one of those players you're going to want to leave out there on an island for a long time with that change of direction. He's going to get, you know, Julio Jones is going to destroy anybody. A.J. Green's going to destroy anybody. But if he has to guard that guy for five-plus seconds in the deep third, it's not going to go well. All right, two more guys. Lonnie Johnson out of Kentucky, six foot one, two hundred and thirteen pounds. Now uh, he came in and ran a four point five two, which is which is great for him, and a four point one short shuttle, which was great for him. So I was pretty impressed as far as his combine thing goes. But the hype just does not match his film. Um, you, you want this guy to be great, and because of this, I have him completely lower in a separate tier than Amani is. Amani's by himself right now. Now, I still have more guys to break down for sure, but this is where I'm at right now. So out of 86 targets, he allowed 53 receptions, which is very high, 61% uh, catch rate, which is very high in two years. Nine passes defense, one interception. Um, that's really, really bad. And then 109 passer rating again. So statistically speaking, this is not a guy that should be, you know, day two worthy just based on the statistics that he put out there. However, if you look at him in shirt and shorts, <laughs> people love him because the mentality is great and the length and the speed and all those things are great so he has he looks like a corner that you want he's the prototypical size you know 6 1 2 13 he's a big boy and he runs well and he's a good athlete but he is very very raw and the feet get out of his frame like crazy 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 so this is a really big problem now he does allow a lot of separation underneath on short stuff uh, i mean if if this guy had to guard somebody which he never would julian edelman Good Lord, it would just be embarrassing. Um, he gets crossed up a lot on underneath stuff. But what he does do, he doesn't get beat deep, and his attitude is unreal. Even if he gets beat or whatever, you'll see him talking the very next play. He just pops up. He has no memory, which is what you want out of cornerbacks because it's one of the hardest positions to play in the NFL. So I think that he's going to go day, um, round three or four. Um, I really do. I don't think that he's going to go higher than that. But again, now what we're doing is we're talking about guys that teams have a need at corner and they didn't get one of the top tier guys. This is where they start to settle. So he'll be starting, you know, relatively early as freshman or his rookie or sophomore year, but that's just what it is. And my player comparison was a recent one, Carlton Davis, uh, but more separation across the board. You know, Carlton Davis at Florida uh, fell in the draft big time. I was super high on him. Um, and I was like, man, I just missed my evaluation. Turns out my evaluation was all right on Carlton Davis. Uh, he played pretty damn well and is a starting quarter now for one of the best defenses in Indianapolis. So uh, it just took Carlton Davis some time. Now, I don't think Lonnie Johnson's ceiling is as high as Carlton's, but the very similar play style. He just gives up more separation on a consistent basis. Now, we got one more guy, but before we do that, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. These guys are the absolute best in sports memorabilia. Not only do they have almost everything you could ever dream of, from helmets to posters to cards to pictures to whatever, uh, jerseys, anything you want they have, but guaranteed authenticity and, and a lot of products two times um, <laughs> authenticated 
through different systems and they send that over to you uh, the shipping is a breeze everything customer service just to the products it is just a plus across the board so if you are looking for a professional place to get whatever your sports memorabilia needs are head over to game day sports memorabilia.com and tell them the 49ers rush podcast sent you they are absolutely incredible and could not thank them enough for all their support for us so head over there and get that birthday present i would say anniversary gift but uh i don't know if if i got my wife a 49ers jersey maybe if it was jimmy garoppolo she'd probably wear that biz to be honest with you she thinks he's pretty cute but whatever all right Moving on, last corner we're going to talk about today, and this was a hot-button issue, and I was really excited about him because his ceiling was immense, uh, literally and figuratively. Joe Juan Williams out of Vanderbilt, six foot three, 211 pounds. And so, um, you know, we'll get into his stats, but if he would have ran in the four fives, which a lot of people were saying he had the possibility to do at the Combine, um, then, man, it would have been insane. You're talking early second-round pick, perhaps. But he doesn't. He runs a 4.64, and the the times at the Combine were even worse than that. You know, the hand times. It looked like it was going to be bad. He had a couple. He had a 4.7 pegged on the first one, and it just looked really, really bad because this guy, you know, somebody that's big that's going to be playing out there on the edge by himself in a lot of situations, at 6.3, he needed a good time. 6.4, or 4.64 isn't bad for a 6.3 guy, but it's not great either, especially whenever you've got people like Greedy Williams running right in front of him, <laughs> putting up 4.3 numbers. So uh, just something that's there. And it, it, you don't want to dock a guy because somebody in front of him that's the same height does something like that, but it's what it is. You know, Greedy Williams, a lot of people had at 6.3. He comes in just 6.1 and some change, but when you can see players that are of similar size compared next to each other, it kind of hurts. The fact that Greedy Williams is three-tenths of a second faster than Joan Williams definitely hurt whenever they ran back-to-back. But anyway, um, now his stats, he was targeted 155 times, allowed 81 catches, so just over 52% catch rate, which isn't great, but not awful. 25 passes defensed and four interceptions over a course of three years and allowed a 77% passer rating 77 passer rating again. So um, a little bit better numbers there, but the four interceptions is problematic in three years. 25 passes defense, that's legit. You would like the ball skills to be a little bit better to where if you're getting your hands on that many balls, man, that's a fun sentence. Hopefully you would pull in a couple more than that for interceptions. So tackling-wise, man, he was a tackling machine, 113 tackles, but 19 missed tackles. That's too many, even at 113 tackles over the course of three years. So good news, um, he's played against the best in the SEC for three straight years and held his own fairly, fairly well. Um, Bad news, terrible combine, and that's rough for him. Uh, Now, here's the deal. This kid is a better football player than he is athletic specimen or than he is combine workout warrior. He's a better football player. So you watch the combine and you're just like, man, this sucks. But then... You know, I'm breaking down film of all these different players that are really big in the SEC, all these wide receivers, and I'm just like, man, he belongs in this scene. Um, he, he's definitely on par as far as football goes. But again, if you're one of those metrics guys or metric scout and you're just saying, man, this guy doesn't pass the test, you got to go back to the film. So he's going to have to work his way into a starting role. I, I really do think that he's going to be a fourth round or later guy, but... 
because of his height at 6'3", I, I think that he's going to be able to figure some things out. So a lot of teams will have him off their board completely just because of the combine and how slow he is. His hips aren't good, uh, but they're not awful. He doesn't have the worst hips in this class, but he's 6'3", so you have to give him some uh, leeway there. So he needs to be in a cover three scheme. If he goes to a cover three scheme and gets a year to kind of like learn the system or at least a couple games, I really do think he could be a starter. But um, he's going to have to drop some weight and get, he's going to have to get some more speed or at least more fluid. So again, draft position, I really do think fourth round or later. And 49ers fans, player comparison as I was breaking down this film, Tavarius McFadden, he looked just like him at Florida State. Uh, very, very similar just to how big he was. And again, he always got his hands tipped passes, things like that, but um, the interceptions are a major concern. Um, so that's kind of what we got today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this, and again, if you did not listen to the previous one, I'll include the link in the description. Um, so uh, go ahead and head over there, and again, any draft questions or football questions in general, please shoot me an email over at 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. Can't wait to hear from you guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.